Now it's time for Badger Talk on the U Rink Report. Let's look at the men's team. Last night, played against the Windsor Lancers in Windsor. Not, I think, the the result the Badgers were expecting. A bit of a hectic game. A lot of, lot of penalties. A lot, lot of, we'll see if there will be any sus- suspensions coming out of it. But definitely a very physical and aggressive game. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what you get out of Brock versus Windsor. Last season, these two teams played in round two of the playoffs, in which we saw the Windsor Lancers defeat the Badgers 2 to nothing in that series. And we kind of get that feel that whenever Brock and Windsor play, it's going to be a physical game. And that game last night did not disappoint. However, unfortunately for the Badgers, they suffered a 4-1 to defeat at the hands of the Lancers in a game that did get quite physical. We saw numerous 5 and 10s get handed out and Lancers goaltender Nathan Torchia was assessed a match penalty in the game for an altercation involving Jacob Roach. The Badgers will now need to quickly regroup as next weekend they're up in North Bay where they continue to chase history. History on the horizon with the Brock Badgers looking for their single season wins record of 20 wins on the season where Connor Unger is also looking for the single-season wins record for a goaltender at 19, previously set by Logan Thompson. They have both tied their records. Now they're just looking to break them over the next three games. But last night, Badgers started slow. They were down 20-6 to shots after the first, which is not typical. It hasn't exactly been smooth sailing for the Brock Badgers at home on the road this season they post that historic 13 and 0 record at home this season yet just six and six on the road it hasn't been smooth sailing for the badgers when they're away from canada games park and that could be a problem come playoff time as the badgers they're trying to search down that number one seed in the oua get that by however if they play either the Windsor Lancers or the Nipsing Lakers in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to be on the road for game one, and you can't afford to be down 1-0 coming back to Canada Games Park. Then, so you look at the later going to the game, score, shots 20-7 to in favor of Brock. They were some a lot of penalties at the end of the game. But if you look, there were four, four of the five goals scored were on the power play. Three of them for Windsor, which is against a Brock penalty kill, which is been lights out this entire year also back-to-back really quick goals in the second scoring within 12 seconds of each other and that's the issue when you get those stacked penalties when you get the five-minute majors so Justin Brack got a five-minute major for head contact so you got the 10 and he got the five minute and the game which is a big loss for the batters Justin Brack has always been one of the most consistent players on that penalty kill unit one of the most aggressive players one of the, and we'll see what the if there's a sp- suspension there you look at the video it can go both ways whether they see it's a bit it's whether it's like one game I doubt it would be more than one game but you never know and then also Nathan Torchia getting getting the five minute uh, attempt attempt to injure penalty on Jacob Roach, which was a bit of a crazy situation. So we'll see what what comes out of that officially. Uh, 
some pretty crazy penalties. Like Steph Dobrich getting the two minute, getting four minutes for kneel for kneeing at the beginning of the first. It's just a very aggressive physical game. Yeah, we see Ryan Thompson pick up the roughing after the whistle, which only he went for that one. Usually, you could get a double. You see Nick Pavy two for or double minor for tripping, which slew foot, slew foot. Yeah, my good. Some pretty like long penalties. They're not short penalties. I think the majority of the penalties were major penalty or at least double minors. Forty-two minutes in penalties combined between the two teams. Lots of shots as well. 43 to 36 were the final shots in favor of the Windsor Lancers. Ethan Sims scoring the lone goal for the Badgers on the power play. That was on the Torchia penalty. And, yeah, that one most shocking fact, though, the Windsor Lancers scoring three goals on the power play. And the Badgers penalty kill was first in the OUA going into last night. Now have dropped to second in the West below the Toronto Varsity Blues. Now 86.8% on the season. Still a strong unit, but... When a team goes three for five on you, it's never a pretty sight. Now, there is a bit of an asterisk. I would say. I'd say there's an asterisk. This game, if you take out the second if you take out two minutes of the second period is one one. Yeah. It is all three goals in the second period were scored within two minutes. That is some quick scoring. That is taking advantage of your opportunities if you're Windsor. If you're Brock, it is the worst two minutes I think you've had in the season in terms of goal scoring against you which is once again really rare from easily the best penalty kill side I think we've seen in the OUA recently where they set their goal at 90% and they work extremely hard of it Rob Bentevania the assistant coach for the Brock Badgers who runs the penalty kill they take that like a science that penalty kill and they break it down so that is very shocking from last from the last game but also I feel like it's bound to happen it's a long season. And it's only getting longer, so it's going to be tougher to see seasons without that type of moment in it. That is a quick turnaround for the Windsor Lancers getting three goals in two minutes in a 0-0 game. And that's something that you cannot let happen if you're the Brock Badgers. That's something that you have to have cleaned up. You've got to be able to recover, bounce back, and say, okay, let's dial it in here. Let's slow this down. Maybe call a timeout if necessary to say, okay, let's take a breather here. The issue is also it's a very unique situation. Yeah. I think when you get the five-minute penalty, like Brack going down for five, A, that's when you're top penalty killers. But disregard the, the personnel side of it. You are not able to get off the penalty kill. No. And if you're Connor Unger, you're getting shelled for five minutes straight. And it was all in the back half of that penalty. That's where I can see it. it if it were to happen, that's where it happened. And that's where it did happen. One concerning number, though, for the Badgers at home this season, a 91.2% penalty kill unit. On the road, that number drops to 81.6. Still a top three unit in the OUA West, but it is a significant drop from home to away, 10% drop. I think that just speaks volumes to the uh, the expectation that you, that we've come to see for this Brock Badger squad on that penalty kill. An 81.6% penalty kill, which is the Badgers' road penalty kill, still puts them at fourth in the OUA. The the, the issue of playing at home versus away, every, this is why the Badgers want to be in that first place spot for the rest of the season. You want that home advantage, no matter if you lose on the road. Because they played so lights out at home. It's borderline. It's just incredible how, how consistent they are. And also, Windsor 
has the best power play in the OUA West at home this season, 31.1% on the season. And you look at Windsor right now, and if you lose Tarchia, Tarchia's been one of the best goalies ever since he's entered the league. And, I mean, if you take him out of that lineup, that could cause major playoff shakeup implications. Windsor currently sits as the four seed in the OUA West with 28 points, but Nipissing, three points behind them. Lakehead and Laurier, four points behind them. Guelph, six points behind them. Most teams with three games to go, Windsor does have that game in hand, but if it's a lengthy suspension, that could be very detrimental to this finishing of the Windsor Lancers season. Also, one thing to note, Connor Unger having a fantastic game as well, 39 for 43. I'm sure the defense also had to block a lot of shots, especially on those penalties. Let's look over to the women's hockey side of things. Brock Badgers taking on the Nipsing Lakers last night, fall 2-1 to one in overtime to the top team in the OUA East. Yeah, and Jenna Duart got the Badgers started early. Badgers scored first in that game to take the one to nothing lead, but they seemingly just ran out of gas a little bit later in the game. Nipsing was able to get the tying goal to push it to overtime, and Nipsing delivered in that first minute of overtime where they would take the 2-1 to one victory. However, as we mentioned earlier, a big one point on the line for the Badgers that propelled them into the four seed in the OUA West. So they currently hold on to that final playoff spot, and that wasn't the only game for the Badgers on the weekend slate. They also played at 11.15 a.m. for the school day game for the TMU Bowl, and they did play in TMU on Saturday afternoon where they claimed a 4-2 victory over the Bolt, where Randall Strongman potted two goals in that game as well as Caden Gomes finding the back of the net for her first career OUA marker. Huge congratulations to Caden Gomes. Also, Jenna Dwork getting her birthday goal, or it seems Badgers like to score on their birthday. Randall Strongman doing that last week. Jenna Dwart doing that yesterday. Fantastic to see if you're a Brock Badgers hockey fan. Badgers needing to win, uh, especially that TMU game, getting the job done. And then coming up against Nipissing, also needed still to have a good game. Uh, It helps that it was a team outside of your division, but that's still a a tough matchup to play against the Nipissing Lakers. Yeah, and the stretch really doesn't get any easier for the Brock Badgers. Their next game at home next weekend against the Queens Gales, who sit third in the East. Before following that up the next day with an afternoon game against the number two in the West, Waterloo Warriors. Finally, back at home against the Guelph Griffins, who are rolling on all cylinders before ending their season with the two teams they're battling with on the road in Windsor to take on the Lancers before being back home to end the season against with two games against the Western Mustangs. That stretch alone is going to define the season for the Brock Badgers. So it, it is do or die time for the bet. I mean, as you said, Margo Page said our playoffs start now a couple, couple of weeks ago. Everything is trucking towards the playoffs, and the Badgers need to hold on to that last little bit. It's by no means of the imagination an easy stretch. Three straight games against teams comfortably in playoff spots before ending with the three games against those rivals you're battling with and we already know Brock versus Windsor and women's hockey too always a physical game we saw that the other day went to overtime as it was a thrilling penalty shot winner by Jenna Duart and then the Western Mustangs in town to end the season for a doubleheader at home which we will be there for to see if the Badgers can make it in to the playoff spot now let's go into the alumni report first off it's always great to see Brock Badgers players move 
going on to say professional hockey and even beyond for others. But let's look at a couple here. First off, let's start with the one who left us last year, Adam Berg. Yeah, and Adam Berg, he was one of my favorite players to watch last season. I only got to one season with him, but Berg started in the ECHL last season after the Badgers were eliminated from the playoffs where he signed with the Cincinnati Cyclones. Berg recorded six points in 19 games and started his second season with the club, recording two points in eight games where he was then dealt to the Utah Grizzlies. And Berg has really picked up his play with the Grizzlies, recording six goals and six assists in 20 games with the club. Congratulations, Adam Berg. Having a tear, scoring an assist last night in their 3-2 victory. In Salt Lake City, Adam Berg is thriving with the ECHL affiliate of my hometown, Colorado Avalanche, if I must add. Let's go to Jordan Sandberg getting traded from the Kansas City Mavericks back to the Florida Everblades where he won the championship there. Yeah, and Sandbrook is in his now fourth season in the ECHL where he's back where he started with the Florida Everblades. Sandbrook went to Kansas City Mavericks before returning to the Everblades this season where he has two goals in 12 games this season. Sandbrook also had a two-game stint in the AHL where he was on loan to the Charlotte Checkers. Former draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings, Jordan Sandbrook, also a fantastic defenseman for the Sioux Greyhounds and then the Brock Badgers. Now let's head over to Logan Thompson, the former starting goaltender for the Badgers in 2018-2019. Had a fantastic time here with the Brock Badgers, becoming Rookie of the Year, Goalie of the Year. And as you know, Mitch, has done quite a good job in the pro leagues. Yeah, and Logan Thompson, he's one of the best Badgers of all time, especially for what he's done with his career. Logan is currently starting for the Vegas Golden Knights and hot off of a Stanley Cup winning season with the team. With injuries to Aiden Hill this season, Thompson has taken the reins and really thrived this season. The right-handed catching goalie currently has a 16-10-4 record alongside a 2.77 goals against average and a 9.06 save percentage. And Logan also did start in the Winter Classic for the Vegas Golden Knights where they fell to the Seattle Kraken. Now let's show some love to Mario Cavalieri here on the Alumni Report. The top goaltender in the FPHL, the Federal Prospects Hockey League in North America. He's having a really great season down there. He's leading in every goaltending category at the time of this recording and had a fantastic time with the Badgers. And everything that we heard of Mario Cavalieri was a great teammate on and off the ice and it's great to see him doing well and that will do it for this week's episode of the U rink report podcast thank you so much for listening hope you stick around for for more episodes we'll be back next week with recaps of all the hockey action going around U sports and we can't wait to see you then